Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter, your host, and uh, we are glad you are on this journey with us today. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, usually I have a my buddy, my dear friend, Chad Russell with me, but he is on a desert day today. You're like, what in the world is a desert day? Uh, desert day is one of those days when you just need to get alone, get quiet, and uh, be still and know that he is God. And uh, so I said, brother, go enjoy and uh, be still and enjoy the great God that created you. So Chad will be with us next time. But uh, we've got a, a special guest. Uh, this guy has been with us before, but he's got a special story. And that's what we're all about. Solid Steps Radio is all about um, how do we tell the story of what God is doing in the hearts of men. And uh, this is a show for men by men. Once in a while, we'll have a lady in here or a couple ladies to share a story from their perspective. But 99% of the time, it's just guys. We, we, we want to talk to guys because we really believe, as my good friend Ronnie Cordray says, if you get the man, you get the family. And uh, <laughs> as the man goes, so goes the family. And so, guys, we want you to know that we care about you. We care about your soul. We care about your heart. We we want to minister to guys and help you be a better husband, be a better dad, be a better worker, co-worker, uh, you know, whatever God has you doing um, we want to come alongside you and be a tool in your toolbox to be a blessing to you. And so this uh, show today is going to be, I, I just can guarantee you, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we've got Amos Martin. Amos, it's great to have you back. It's great to be back. It's great to be, it's great to be here. <laughs> it, <laughs> yes, it is, brother. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, the Bible says, Every every gift is from above, and every breath that we take is from above. I mean, we, we think that we are in control, but um, we're not in control. And uh, you're here to share that story with us, Amos, because here you are sitting in the studio, but 10 months ago, you're going through life, and you've, you've been... I mean, we've done this uh, shows in the past. I mean, you've played in the NFL. You've got, <laughs> you've been in the Super Bowl three times. You have played for University of Louisville. You, uh, you've 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 been around and you've been able to experience a lot. And then after your NFL career, you came back to Louisville and you've been building homes. You built a home for Nancy and me <laughs> and uh, a host of other people. Um, but ten months ago. You're going through life, and uh, you're going to get some tums. <laughs> and right. something happened, brother. What happened? Well, March the 7th and 8th, I worked out at the Y, and I was in great shape, and no sign of anything, no shortage of breath, anything. March the 9th, went over to a remodeling job, and I was leaving there. I had a little pain in my chest, right in the center of my chest. And I left there, and I was thinking, you know, I think heart attacks start in the arm, and I wasn't quite sure, and so I kept driving, but I just happened to be going past the hospital, and I said, well, I'm going to go over there, and I know they got some super Tums to get rid of this gas <laughs> in my chest, <laughs> and I parked my truck, and I walked in, and some lady saw me. She was There was a, a group there at the waiting place, and she said, uh, you need a chair to sit down? I said, I think so, and I sat down, and lights out. <laughs> for four days <laughs> i mean you had you had no idea you just collapsed and that was it don't even remember i just remember sitting down in a chair and 
after that, waking up four days later, it was uh, was in the midst of what they call a widowmaker heart attack. Apparently, all my uh, pipes were clean except for apparently a piece of plaque or something that broke off and completely blocked one of the main arteries to the heart. Uh, and basically, my heart stopped. And uh, so they had to, you know, put paddles to me and and revive me and uh, eventually put a stent in my arm and uh, opened it up and, you know, got me in uh, an ICU and basically kept me alive. So so for four days, you, I mean, you have I mean, you're completely out. Right. Uh, you wake up four days later yeah. and and you had no idea that you were I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Amos, but I got word that you had had the heart attack. And this is in that in that four day window when mm-hmm. you were totally out of it. And the word on the street was, we don't think Amos is going to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, Nancy and I immediately began to pray for you and a host of others were praying and lifting you up. And four days later, mm-hmm. you woke up and what was going well, I mean, what, 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 what would you begin to think? Yeah, the first thing that uh, you mentioned about breath, the first thing that I noticed was it felt like somebody was gagging me. It felt like my, my, you know, I was choking and I was thinking, you know, I couldn't even feel my arms raising. I don't think I could, but I was thinking somebody's got to quit choking me. This thing's killing me. And it was that respirator. (laughs) And uh, because they got to wake you up as they remove it. And, and finally that thing came out and I go, oh man, that's a relief, you know? And then I wake up and, you know, had some of my family there, which I don't remember too much of it at the time, still sort of groggy. And, uh, and then eventually probably later that day, you know, my wife tells me what happened, which, you know, I didn't have a clue. I mean, it was lights out for four days, nothing. And, uh, and, um, and that was pretty much it. And hmm. so, so Amos, Talk to our listeners about they not only had a respirator, but they actually put a a heart pump right um, mm-hmm. in your leg. Describe that. Yeah, and the groin is they put the stent in through my arm to open up the artery, and then they have a heart pump that major goes up through your femoral artery to get to your heart, and it basically keeps your heart pumping. You know, after a heart attack, your heart's weak, and they want to make sure it keeps pumping. So this pump was in there, went in on Monday when I had the heart attack. It's Tuesday they noticed that there was some bleeding, that apparently this heart pump either nicked something and there was a lot of blood and swelling throughout my whole right side of my body. And uh, that swelling, you know, and so on, that was on Tuesday, and they said, we got to do something different. And on Wednesday, uh, the doc met with my wife and said, we're going to, we got to see if we can get this thing what's happening and we might have to move it over to the other side we're going to turn the pump down and when they turned it down my heart took off on its own and my wife at that point that because was Kathy, because kathy probably i mean she was thinking i mean this might be the end right yeah you know it was i mean got all the monitors and everything just basically keeping me alive and but once my heart took off on my own she said she felt a peace that i was going to make it that was the first time that was on wednesday morning uh, after a Monday heart attack, that she felt like confident that it was going to be okay, and uh, and my heart took off. They took out the heart pump, and the swelling ended up causing some other problems. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you're when when you went in on that Monday, you were in the hospital how many days total? Twenty three days, counting the rehab. I stayed there probably ten days in ICU, and then another thirteen days in rehab. And mm-hmm. um, 
when because there was some damage that was done to right. to that femoral artery. Right. What um what really happened then? Well, we weren't, you know, ultimately as my leg wasn't working and there there was just tremendous swelling when I woke up on Thursday, my leg, I felt like there was it was wrapped up in a big pad because it had swollen so much. And I could still move my foot and my ankle, and but, you know, I couldn't raise my leg, and I thought it was just the swelling. But ultimately, what they find out later is the swelling had shut off the femoral nerve, and the femoral nerve controls your quadriceps, which are the muscles, the four muscles that control your lower leg. So basically, from my hip down to my knee, I could raise my leg. Uh, but I couldn't move the lower part of my leg because that's what the quadriceps help pull your fo- foot forward. And 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 then I mean because of that, I mean you had not not just rehab for your heart, but now and you I mean to this day, yeah, you're you're still in rehab, right, with your leg, and what's really going on with your whole right side, right, is the. Uh, the femoral nerve, after we went through, you know, multiple different places that most people, uh, we did find out with a nerve test that it, the femoral nerve was pretty much shut off. It was not active. Uh, we went through some other things. and But ultimately, is, you know, everybody said, look, it's just a matter of time for it to come back. Uh, you know, it might come back. It might not. You know, you're, you might not be able to move your leg ever or might come back. Some people have had nerve damage in arms and different parties, but you know, and it takes a long time, but it's come back, but you don't know is, and uh, you know, they say the recovery time on nerve is an inch a month. So this femoral nerve, which runs from your groin all the way down to your knee, that's a long way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long way. There's a lot of inches an there. An inch a month, uh, dude, you're going to be uh, yeah. quite a while. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, Amos, we're going to continue. I want to talk to you about your rehab okay. and some of the things that God taught you and all of that. Hmm. Uh, but guys, we're talking to Amos Martin, hmm. and uh, he had a heart attack uh, about 10 months ago. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're just grateful, Amos, that you are uh, up and about and that <laughs> God still got you here on this earth. But we're going to continue to hear your story because it's it's a great story of mm-hmm. of, of redemption and mm-hmm. how God is continuing to teach you. So okay. stick with us, folks. We'll be right back here on Solid Steps Radio. Okay, welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter with Further Still Ministries, and I'm here with Amos Martin, dear mm-hmm. friend. Uh, Amos has been in our life, my life and my family's life for my goodness, 15 <laughs> plus years, I guess it's been Amos. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, he had a heart attack 10, uh, 10 months ago and almost, they had to they had to paddle you how many times? Three times, I think. I haven't heard official. You but can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the voltage going through me, but uh, fortunately, the guy was there and never how many I needed. <laughs> the, fir- the first one didn't work. The second one didn't work. But hallelujah, either the third or fourth worked. Um, but before we get back to Amos' story, I want to uh, thank our sponsors. We got LNN Credit Union. Those folks rock. Chris Brown and his crew do a phenomenal job. And if you've got any kind of financial needs for a bank, credit union, these guys, LNN Credit Union. Vision First is another one. Uh, Rod Rollo and his team do a phenomenal job taking care of your eyesight. And uh, they just are good, good folks. And then uh, our next one is Bright Star. 
If you have anybody in need of of home care, whether it's one day a week or seven, 24-7, Bright Star does a phenomenal job of taking care of your loved ones. And so I want to thank these folks for sponsoring our show. Uh, Amos, uh, we talked uh, in the break about... um, well, I want to I want to jump right in. At you. I mean, your poor wife has has uh, uh, put up with you for ten. I mean, all these years, but ten years of just really taking care of you. And you told me yesterday she ten goes, months, ten months oh, now, not ten oh, years. Ten, yeah, ten months. That's right. <laughs> she probably felt like it was ten years. But Kathy said, uh, "You owe me a dog." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She worked hard for this, and uh, you know, so she, you know, said, so "I said, well, I don't know." And she wanted a little squeaky dog, and it wasn't going to happen. I told her, I said, "All I'm going to do is pet it. I ain't messing with nothing, no outdud." But anyway, then she said, "I think we maybe need a protective dog." She says, "How about a Doberman?" Bingo! Light started flashing. <laughs> so we got us a Doberman, you and he's the, five months old. <laughs> you gave her the green light, and she gets a Doberman, and. You are now going to be protected. <laughs> <laughs> going to be protected. And uh, I'm waiting for her when she's going to start talking to me again because she's with the dog all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she was taking good care of you all these uh, all these months. Uh, talk to us about, Amos, uh, the rehab. You, I mean, you were in the hospital for, you said, 23 days. 23 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. How many days in ICU? That's that's. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you you started doing rehab. Talk to us about that and the, some of the things you learned. Yeah, is basically in a wheelchair. I couldn't really. They they were training me how to use the leg because you have to keep it straight leg because it wouldn't support my weight. So you can still walk as long as you keep it straight and don't put all your weight on it because you're going down quick. So they they traded that and how to walk up steps and end up doing some weights, good weight story. I went to occupational therapy and the guy says, let's lift some weights. And I go, yeah, good, let's come going. He goes over and picks up a dumbbell and he comes back with one pound, a one pound weight. I said, come on, dude. I played in the NFL. I have been pumping iron my whole life. I said, give me a break. He says, go ahead and do 10 raises with that. And I did 10. I got about nine and I was about wore out (laughs) with one pound. One pound. This is ridiculous. I think I moved up to two during the the rehab. But anyway, (laughs) but they helped me and trained me and so I could get home and I could be on a walker and and get around the house and I could do stairs because my office was upstairs at the time. And uh, then they brought in somebody to help me with, but the leg wasn't responding and I went to someplace else and it still wasn't responding. And ultimately just went to Cleveland clinic and went to different places. And they're all sort of saying the same thing and say, look, it's just a matter of time. Then fortunately through a friend mentioned to me that she knew somebody down at, uh, uh, Christopher Reeves Paralysis Center through the Fraser Rehab that connected me down there and said, well, this they normally deal with spinal injuries of quadriplegics and paraplegics. and the, uh, But they said, look, we've been trying to branch off into other nerve stuff because it comes off the spine. And uh, they got me in there. And uh, probably in August, I started going down there five days a week and, uh, and working with electrical stimulus because the other places I've been didn't have enough power. So 
uh, I think I mentioned to you too, you know, they put these electrodes on on my leg and then they call LG&E and they say, turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) And they fire it up and, you know, legs and muscles start moving because they got enough power down there to to make it happen. So uh, (laughs) you said you told me yesterday that down by the knee, um, you said you need to crank that up a little bit more and like halfway in your thigh, like you could feel them. Right. And then toward the top of your groin, you're like, turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one day, one day they got the electrode switched, you know, and, and she turned I'm like, whoa, I mean, it fired up, you know, she had the high point up on the, on my softest point And, uh, we didn't make that mistake again. We usually sample it every time now. <laughs> how long did they, how long are they still doing that? Yeah. Still doing the same. Same, similar exercises, you know, five days a week. I usually got on the treadmill and they, you know, have a hoist and started working on moving your legs. And uh, and during the whole time, they got the electrical shock going on. And then we did certain exercises to lift. When I first went down there, you know, I couldn't move the lower part of my leg. I mean, if, if, I've, if it's bent, like you were going to do a knee raise, you know, with a it, it just wouldn't move. And uh, you then couldn't if, get it to move at all. At all. It was just dead. You know, I'm sitting there telling it to move and it ain't moving. And then also, if I was laying down flat, I couldn't raise my whole leg, you know, because the quads support the lower part of your leg and the upper part would come up, but the lower part wouldn't. So we worked on exercises where they, I'm straining to lift it and they actually lift it to simulate what it's like. And so we, you know, every day it's same exercises, lift. And then we did the straight leg raises and they help push it and back and forth. In the meantime, the electrical stimulus is going on the whole time. And eventually, you know, it, you start making a little progress. You start, I can raise it a little bit or what, what, I can kick be, a little bit. Before, before you started making progress, yeah. were you thinking I'm going to be in a wheelchair maybe the rest of my life? No, no, I think, you, you're, you're pretty confident that that you were going to heal. Yeah, I, I was. I felt confident. Is uh, I tell you what, is, you know, it's a strange thought too. Is I was thinking maybe I need an artificial leg because <laughs> I want this thing to work. <laughs> and, and I mean that ran through my head, but you know, it's uh, I, I I just never well, you know, because I could walk with a walker and a cane eventually, and I knew I was going to get a room out. But you know, I really. You know, I was just trusting the Lord through this. I was thinking, Lord, if this this leg doesn't work, it's okay. You're, it's okay. You're still here. Yeah, I'm here. Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's actually a pretty good attitude. Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. you, um, right. if you can't walk, right. <laughs> um, that's a tough deal. Right, right. But mm-hmm. there's there's there could be worse. Right. And then the other thing I'm seeing is I'm down there. Everybody else down there at the rehab place is in wheelchairs. And they got electrodes all over their body trying to get the spinal cord to move their legs or their arms or, you know, of everything. So, you know, I'm saying, praise the Lord, I, I got one good leg and one partial, and but they got none. So, say, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so, how, how long did it take you before you could actually start walking after you left the hospital? No, I could, with the walker. With the walker, I guess you could. Yeah, I could. And, but... It probably took, because, you know, you know, uh, you just got to, you feel real cautious. I'm even cautious now, even without a cane or anything on hillsides and slopes, because, 
you know, I don't know how much that leg's going to support me. Is uh, like I mentioned to you, I fell in my backyard, sort of hit a low spot and fell, and uh, sort of, you know, you, it's getting stronger and it will support more, but I won't support all. So it's still uh, tenuous to say, look, I'm, you know, uh, put that weight on there, I, I could go down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, so Amos, mm-hmm. um, I've got some questions about. Sure. What you've learned mm-hmm. in this whole process, obviously, you know, the, the Bible says, Lord, teach us to number our days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you are now 70? One. 71. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I want to talk to you about lessons and mm-hmm. hear from your perspective. My my stepdaughter, I asked her, I said, hey, Peyton, uh, what, if you could ask Amos anything, and this is what she said. Because you've, in in a sense, you've got a second chance in life. Um, what would you do differently? <laughs> and would you do anything? Uh, what what would you change? Mm-hmm. Well, my wife didn't let me eat hot dogs anymore. <laughs> she swears that's what clogged it up. <laughs> <laughs> no more hot dogs. Uh, you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, the changes are just, you don't know how long you're going to be here. Mm. I mean, here's a guy, I'm in great shape. When everybody heard I had a heart attack, they said, no way, Amos is in great shape. You know, is what what He what works happened? out, he works out. How many, you, you work out yeah. five days a week. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, and, and hard. And, and so, you know, I'm in good shape. And my wife and I did a lot of hiking and stuff. And, uh, but you don't know. I mean, and the question is, is, who are you leaving behind and who are you leaving behind that, you know, I always and my wife, both of us now are make sure we say goodbye to each other and love each other that as we leave the house. Cause could be the last time. It could be the last I time. Mean, you, I mean, mm-hmm. you were this close. Yeah. And if listeners, if you could hold, see my, I'm, I'm just holding a, it's <laughs> right. about an eighth of an inch mm-hmm. of my finger, finger and thumb together. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's about how close you were to death. Right. And when you come that close, you recognize, oh my goodness, I have I have I if if I go, mm-hmm. d- d- have I left well, and did I leave my family well, right. and did I leave this life well? We're going to continue to. Uh, I, I got several questions here. All right. Uh, one from my wife. <laughs> uh, one from my daughter. Because uh, they're like, "Hey, ask Amos this." <laughs> we want to hear your perspective. But uh, we're going to take a break right now. Sure. And uh, listeners, we're we're going to hear from Amos. And so, hang on. We'll be <laughs> right back here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter with my good friend Amos Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amos uh, had a heart attack 10 months ago. And hallelujah, you are still here, brother. Um, <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are glad you're here. But before we uh, continue to talk to Amos, I want to thank a few sponsors. We want to thank uh, Frank Enterprises. Kurt Frank and his team do a solid job. you got any kind of uh, sewer issues, landscaping, water drainage issues, Frank Enterprises will do you well. Dan Hart Financials, another group. Uh, Dan and his team do a, a 
just a terrific job helping people with retirement, helping with resources and finances, helping you plan for the future. And then Veritech Generators. And these guys are great. Well, I've got a generator at my house and uh, the these folks will treat you really, really well. If you have any generator needs, either in the corporate world or home, office, uh, they will do you a really, really good job. Veritech Generators. So Amos... Um, Last time, uh, last segment, I asked you, my, my stepdaughter Peyton said, what would you do differently? And, and Kathy said, no more hot dogs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what else would you say? What would you do differently or what would you change? Well, um, you, you uh, know, kind we, on this new lease on life. Yeah, is, uh, you know, is obviously I didn't know I was going to pass out and be gone or potentially die is, and the, the thing I want to reflect on is, who was there somebody behind that I didn't get to say goodbye to? Or is there somebody that I was upset at? Or was there anybody that I need to tell him I love him? Because uh, there wasn't going to be a second chance. And so now I'm, I'm more conscious of, you know, calling people and, you know, saying hi or how are you doing or, you know, I love you and my kids, um, you know, and uh, grandkids, you know, because. You know, I love my grandkids, and I didn't get to say goodbye. And uh, I didn't tell them, you know, I'd, sure, I'd tell them I love them, but I'm just more conscious. Why Why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? You know, is let's be let's be more open. Let's be, and, and you know, if there's anybody that I felt like I've upset that, you know, I would have said, you know, well, maybe next week I'll go apologize or anything. So I'm conscious of those things and uh, making phone calls and being alert to the Holy Spirit to say, yeah, you need to call somebody and, and talk to him. You mentioned yesterday, mm -hmm. um, we were talking mm -hmm. and you, you were sharing just like you did right now. And then you, you said, Oh, you know, there's maybe a guy that I need to go talk with. Mm -hmm. And when you are this close to death, though your eyes are seem to be open in a new light. And, um, and that's really what you're talking about. Right. Right. Um, when you when you think about almost dying, what do you think uh, as well about uh, some other lessons with you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, and I think the, another lesson is looking at it from the reverse side. Is what about somebody that I want to tell them I love them and then they're not here? It's sort of the reverse of, of the opposite of me telling them is. How many, I mean, when was the last time you told your parents that you really love them and that you care about them and you're concerned about them? And then all of a sudden they die and you didn't get, you know, so many people looking back and say, man, if I could have just given them one more kiss, if I could have given them just one more hug. So the reverse part of that is us looking at those people to say, I want to make sure if he's not here tomorrow, he knows how I feel. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and catching those people and, uh, and making sure, you know, uh, you know, I've just been more alert to a uh, friend say, yeah, you need to call somebody and talk to them. And as opposed to, you know, well, I'm going to wait. And then all of a sudden they're gone and you never got the chance. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, the, we, we all have had friends. I mean, my mm -hmm. wife, Nancy, mm -hmm. when her husband passed away, suddenly of a heart attack yeah. in his 40s, mm -hmm. did not get to say goodbye to right. his kids. Right. His kids did not get to say goodbye. Nancy did not get to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a piece that, man, that's a significant hit. All right. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And what you're challenging all of us is, mm-hmm. hey, we need to make sure that we are regularly communicating yeah. to those we love. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so, so Amos, I asked my family. I asked, <laughs> I was just on the phone with Olivia, and she's, I said, well, what would you ask Amos? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know my kids. And uh, she said, how has this experience, Amos, changed your perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is uh, the main thing is um, it, we need to look at say why why did God save me? Mm. You know why what what for is um, but there's there's a reason and I'm here for a purpose. We're all here for a purpose and. And it's made me more conscious to be more alert. And I've always prayed, and uh, you know the scripture in Ephesians that we're God's workmanship created for for good works, and that they're planned. They're already planned ahead. And but I'm continually praying now, saying, "Lord, look, you kept me here for a reason, and I need to find out what it is, and what is my ministry, and how do you want to use me?" And I'm not saying I didn't talk about those things before, but like you said, there's a new lease on life here that I'm, I'm getting a second chance here and I want to make sure I take advantage of it. And I know that whatever that is, we all have to search for that where he wants us and we will receive the most joy from it and God will receive the most joy from it if we accomplish what he has planned. In his book, in heaven, he's got, okay, Amos, here's what I want you to do, dot, 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 dot. It's up to me to find out what those dots are. Well, mm-hmm. and to find the, that out and to serve him wholeheartedly. Right. That we, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible says that we, we're not our own. Mm-hmm. We've been bought mm-hmm. with a price. And uh, we we belong to him. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if we belong to him, um, he wants our loyalty. And our our mission is now to bring him glory and uh, you've, uh, you know, as long as I've known you, Amos, you have, uh, you've wanted to do that. Right. But now it's even, even more. Uh, the the edge is even sharper now <laughs> right. of you saying, Lord, I, I got to make sure that I live my life to the fullest, right, for your glory. And I think part of that is, you know, before you feel like I'm healthy, I got plenty of time. Maybe not. <laughs> you know, I, there might not be that much time left. So, Lord, come on, I, let's let's get on with it and show me. And, and I got to keep searching and and you know, being His Word and you know how He wants to use me and uh, now, you know, and not because five years. I mean, it can happen just like it did to me. All of a sudden, you're gone and you never got a chance to do it. Well, our, mm-hmm. our friend, uh, Sherm Henderson, who we've had right. on this show. Right. And we, we, I think the title of, of our show that when we did an interview with Sherm was A Dead Man Walking. Mm-hmm. And Sherm mm-hmm. had this heart attack and he was, pad- I think he was paddled like five or six times. Right. And finally, you know, he finally, his mm-hmm. heart started beating. But our dear friend Sherm about uh, I don't know, 10 days ago, went mm-hmm. to be with Jesus, you yeah. know, and that heart attack was the last time. And it was a combination of, I think, uh, COVID and, mm-hmm. but, you know, we never know oh. um, mm-hmm. how soon the Lord will take us from this life mm-hmm. and we're to be ready. <laughs> you know, um, so Olivia asked another question. I think you kind of answered it, but 
um, maybe any other thoughts. She goes, has this caused you to spend your time differently? Mm -hmm. When you get up in the morning, how how different is it now compared to five years ago? (laughs) Well, I think my wife sort of noticed that is uh, I'm not as anxious and um, relaxing more Mm. is, you know, you know, she, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, Sundays, you know, I'd, a lot of times I'd either play golf, which I had to stop doing that, or I'd go work out. I had to, I got to, I always had to be doing something. And I think I've just sort of like, uh, uh, Chad being on the desert day. I'm, I'm more on desert days now, you know, mm-hmm. is just, there's, there's no rush, just relax, take it easy. You know, instead of got to be doing something, I've got to be going here. I got to be, I got to be at these places and, and it's just a, a smoother, calmer, more relaxed. And I, you know, you don't have to get that done. You can just, it's okay. And it's not procrastination. It's just, uh, just, uh, I guess a, really a relaxation in the Lord that, you know, Resting okay. him, rest yeah. in him. I love what Dallas Willard mm-hmm. says: ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're you're eliminating hurry. It doesn't mean you're not busy, not you're you're not active. Mm-hmm. But there's also this piece of what the psalmist said: be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God. Right. And you are leaning into that, Amos. We're going to mm-hmm. take a break. Mm-hmm. And uh, continue to, uh, we got one more segment. I've got a few more questions I want to ask of you uh, so that our listeners can learn from your experience how close you came to leaving this earth. And yet God still has you here for a reason. So um, listeners, we'll be right back. Stay tuned here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter and uh, Further Still Ministries. And I'm with Amos Martin and uh, Amos, we are so glad you're still on this earth. Um, you are a dear friend, and uh, your story is is compelling because God's got God's not done with you yet, brother. <laughs> right. And we're we're really grateful, um, listeners. Uh, Amos had a heart attack, and not just a heart attack; he had a serious heart attack. He was out for four days. Um, the word on the street was that I, that he wasn't going to make it, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to paddle him at least three times. And finally, they got him back, and uh, and here you are, ten months later, still in rehab, still a, a little hobbling around, mm-hmm. but you are vertical, <laughs> and it is good to have you vertical, brother. <laughs> but before we hear, I got I got mm-hmm. some questions for you, the lessons mm-hmm. that you've learned. But I, mm-hmm. I want to thank our sponsors, Southern Smoke Barbecue. This is. Chris Hadley and his crew, they are phenomenal. And if you are interested in any kind of catering, Chris can do you a, a phenomenal job. Southern Smoke Barbecue, they are great, great folks. And then we got uh, Iroquois Family Dentistry. This is Eric Veal and his team. Eric has taken care of me for 20 plus years in my teeth and my family. And uh, so grateful for Eric. If you are looking for a dentist, um, he's got two locations here in the Louisville area. Great, great folks. And then uh, the Southeast Outlook. Uh, they write articles about what God is doing here locally, around the country, and really around the nation uh, and around the uh, the world. And uh, Southeast Outlook, uh, they help uh, sponsor our show, and we're incredibly grateful for those folks. Uh, Amos, so... I wanted you to talk about, uh, you, you alluded last time a little bit about um, apologizing and, and forgiving. Um, talk to our listeners about that and the importance of that 
in light of kind of where you've been mm-hmm. on the last 10 months since your heart attack? Yeah, I think, you know, after, you know, coming back to life is, is really tried to look at was there somebody that I've offended? Was there somebody I said something not kosher? You know, is was there somebody I need to ask to forgive me? Was there somebody that maybe they needed forgiveness and I, and I didn't show it to them or I was angry at their response? You know, this whole, you know, COVID thing and uh, politics and everything, people are irate. And, and, and we just got to realize that uh, we just got to love them and let them know we love them, to, just, even if they disagree with us. It's okay, it, you know, but I still love you and I'm concerned about you. And why Why would they change their opinion? They might not, but at least they know what we care and that we love them. And, and so, you know, uh, I know there was a few of those people that I look back on that, you know, I didn't get the chance to to say anything because I was almost, almost gone. And, uh, and I don't know how the Lord would have accepted that, but we got to get rid of the anger and the bitterness. And, and even if we see that anger and bitterness in others, we have to forgive them and love them and continue loving them and tell them we love them regardless of of where they are. And uh, why else would they want to, you know, be followers of Jesus if, if we can't really show them the light? Yeah. Mm I mean, that's challenging. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus said to love mm-hmm. your enemies, right. mm-hmm. to pray for those who persecute you. And, mm-hmm. and you know, what? I, when you're, you're kind of on your deathbed or you're, you're, you know, you barely made it. And now here you are gaining good health again. You look back and you go, man, life is short. <laughs> I mean, James says, mm-hmm. you know, we're, it's like a vapor right. and mm-hmm. we're here. And then we're gone. Mm-hmm. And um, make make offenses. You know, the, the Bible says it is it is wisdom to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're really talking about here. Mm-hmm. I mean, making sure mm-hmm. that you are you know, on good terms with the people around you. Right. Um, I got another question. I asked Nancy, my wife, and and she said, well... I guess the first question that comes to mind is, is there something that you need to say to somebody that if you had died, you would have, it would have been left unsaid. Hmm. And was there anybody that you, um, when you got out of the hospital and you kind of got out of rehab Mm -hmm. that you go, you know, I, I got, I need to go talk to this person. Right. Was there anybody like that? I don't think there was anybody specific that, um, but I think it was more my kids, I think, more than anything is, uh, you know, my kids are older. My grandkids are, you know, in teens and 20s. And and, and all of them is, have I told them enough that I love them? Mm. You know, is. What do they call you? Uh, Papaw. Papaw. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, is I want to make sure that they know how much I love them, not, you know, get together for birthdays and you say you love them and anything. But I think I was more alert to in, in my kids, my, my, my own personal kids that, you know, as I'm trying to be more conscious and more alert weekly and daily to say, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay? And call them and saying, I love them and, and just let them know because, you know, what do you skip two weeks and all of a sudden you're gone and 
he never had the chance to, you know, that what, what was the last thing? Well, I, he told me a few weeks ago that, you know, he was going to call and he never did call. And <laughs> so I think those are the main ones. I don't think there was anybody specific that I felt like I really needed to apologize to or anything. But I just wanted not only my family, but friends to let them know and be more alert to their needs and uh, things that they were going through. Yeah, because, you know, Amos... The, you built my house mm-hmm. and your superintendent, your right. dear accountability buddy, right, Al, mm-hmm. passed away suddenly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's gone. And you didn't get to say goodbye to him. No. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. didn't have any issues. I mean, <laughs> you, he, but, um, you know, there's, there's something about where we as followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. Who embrace have we, we, we the cross of Christ has changed us, mm-hmm. and Jesus has changed us. That we we need to be living uh, life where we the people around us they they know that we love them right. and care for them. And I think I think part of it is if we if we all put ourselves in that situation that I might not be here tomorrow. Well, how's that going to change your perspective? Is or you know a week from now, what am I going to do, or who do I need to talk to, or who do I need to call, and who do I need to give my my wife another big hug, and mm. uh, and uh, and you know put yourself in that position because you might not be, you know, here's one healthy guy that odds of me having a heart attack are pretty slim, but bingo, it was almost over. I mean, it was and, so close. Uh, and you know, and I never thought twice about it, but you know, now put yourself in those shoes that. You might not be here tomorrow, so what? What are you leaving behind? You know. Yeah, uh, it's just a great reminder. <laughs> Teach us to number our days. Mm-hmm. Let's let's live life to the fullest right. for God's glory, for His kingdom, for His name, mm-hmm. and those around us. Do we? You know, I mean, what Jesus said. Uh, you know, the the man who asked Jesus, "What's the greatest commandment?" and he said, "Well, you, you, that's not the right question. It's <laughs> not. It's not one. It's two. First is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about your neighbors. Your, your, the closest neighbor is your wife and your kids. <laughs> right. And, and uh, then the, the, your, the folks right, right around you. Mm-hmm. Amos, it's mm-hmm. always good to have you on this show. Always good. It's good to be back. And it's good to have you vertical. It's good to have you back. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, Amos, would you pray for us guys yeah. that we will be men who will uh, l- just take to heart what we've been talking about and that we'll pay attention, we'll love well, and uh, if today's our last day, we'll, we'll finish we'll well. Hopefully it won't be today, but we don't know when it is, Right. but we'll be ready. Would you yeah. pray for us? Sure. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your spirit that dwells within us and Help us to let the world know that that spirit lives within us and that we show it, that we reflect it, and that we don't wait. Uh, we might not be here. Uh, it can happen so quick and so sudden. And also for the people, the you know, older family members that are maybe closer to death that you didn't tell them you loved them. And all of a sudden they're gone. So it's two-way street, Lord, the people that I need to tell them I love them and uh, and then those that to make sure that they knew before they left this earth that how much I cared about them. So help us to be a reminder. Help us each day to think about what you want us to say to people and put those thoughts in our mind to call somebody or 
uh, stop by and see somebody and give them a touch, give them a, uh, a hug, give them, just tell them you love them. And uh, just like you loved us and we give you the glory in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a good word, Amos. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, uh, Amos has a book out, uh, Time Out for God. Correct. And Mm -hmm. you can get all that information. Um, Amos has a ministry, amosmartinministries.org. Check it out. Uh, You've got, you regularly are on Facebook. Uh, Mm -hmm. You are, you do a blog. Yeah, I do a blog every Sunday, try to, most Sundays, and uh, just thoughts and you know, short blogs. And uh, like to speak to groups, uh, you know, if somebody needs a speaker in a group and uh, to share, uh, you know, my testimony as well as, uh, you know, this experience, uh, I'm, I'm here and I'm available. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if folks, if, as you're listening, think about a Bible study group, a Sunday school class, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, Amos would love to come and share and it will be rock solid. <laughs> Amos, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Hey, listeners, uh, pass this on to to somebody that needs to hear uh, I love you. And make sure that you tell the folks around y- you that you love them, you care for them, and that life is short. And uh, living for the Lord Jesus Christ is absolutely the key to life. Hey, uh, thanks again for joining us on Solid Steps Radio, and we'll see you next week.